Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in herpetology. Oh. Which is the study of amphibians. Right. Because. Have we done that one before? No. Stop it. No. I think we've done herpetology before. I don't know. I didn't know what herpetology was. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is it? Okay. (laughs) So let's hope not. And we're going to do some herpetology. And we're doing it again if. Yeah, because today is a herpetological episode because we're going to teach you how to root out snakes. Mm. Even though I'm just going to say snakes aren't amphibians. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. They're just not? Say it. What, wait, what are they? They're reptiles. Ew, I hate reptiles. All right, anyway, hi, my name is Summer <laughs> and I don't like reptiles and Do I'm you here. you like amphibians though? No. Mm. Okay, so neither. <laughs> no. We're here to study a thing I hate. <laughs> I'm also really bad at repentance. <laughs> My name is Summer Yeager. And here I'm in. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm here with my co host, Joy. You are? And Joy, I want you to know that. One of my favorite things about our relationship is that I can just tell you to order lunch and I don't have to tell you what I want. You just know. I try to remember. I get weird about people's food orders. Oh, you do just fine. For me, feeding people, whether it's something I make or something that I order. Definitely one of your love languages. I want to make sure that it's the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do, what do you do on Fridays is I stress about the perfect thing to get you. Do you? I'm always like, she's got this in the bag. I'm just like driving through the desert. Like, I'm going to love this. Now, that being said, I have a lot of really good references (laughs) Uh as to what to get you. Uh So it's really not hard. It's just that you want it to be the right thing. Right. Well, it's always the right thing. Good. Steak and vegetables. (laughs) It's not it's not that hard some I kind just, of meat some kind of vegetable i try to mix it up and make sure it's not the same place yeah every time you do a good I job just, i love good. that i don't have to worry about it because like there's some people where i'm like oh just go get food i'm like wait let me give you 12 steps here because <laughs> wait a minute whoa wait first of all what place did you pick to get me yeah. food from i know that you like five guys better than in and out so you're wrong about life in general that is the ultimate litmus test yeah if you like five guys better than in and out i'm gonna give you 12 steps before you order my food you just you just couldn't be more wrong i'm sorry but yeah you are kind of wrong yeah um anyway yeah you're right i am joy and i'm here with my beautiful co-host summer summer i just want you to know that uh-huh. Our song is the slam and screen door. <laughs> Sneaking out Sneaking late. out late. Tapping on your window. Tapping on your window. When we're on the phone and we talk real slow. Slow. I just realized you wouldn't talk slower because your mom didn't know you were on the phone. Maybe it's low. 
<clears throat> talk real low. Talk real low. <laughs> Wait, slow because I think why? It's slow because it's gonna... late and your mama don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google those but lyrics. If you didn't want your mom to hear you on the phone, you wouldn't talk slower. <laughs> Well, that's not true. You know, like when you're trying to find something and you're driving, you turn the music down. Sometimes you just do things. Well, but you're not turning the slowness <laughs> down. You're not affecting the speed of the <laughs> Listen, Taylor Swift. If whoa, you can whoa, explain... whoa. Slow down. My mom is going to hear us. You're going way too fast. You're talking And you know so when it's fast. really quiet, fastness is what wakes people up. <laughs> We're going to have to ask her. <laughs> I'm, I should definitely. Um, Taylor, if you could call the, our voicemail number, <laughs> it's 404-475-0475. You could explain why. Just like what you're thinking. Do you talk slower when you're trying to be sneaky? Are you Googling it? You're, she's, yeah, I she's am. She's Googling it right yeah. now. Because we have and to And you know. talk real slow. <laughs> no, it it's is. it's late and your mama don't know. I just realized <laughs> that. Huh. Because it's late and James White doesn't know. That's in <laughs> reference to. Right. And also his hearing is based on <laughs> the speed movement. the speed of the words. So if you talk really slowly, he's yeah. like, what are you saying? <laughs> you know what? Actually, he listens to everything at like three times speed. So it's probably true. In a weird way. <laughs> in a weird way, there that. might be some. Tr- yeah. like, in a weird way, this might apply. This song might apply to right, me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, hey. Um, it's like this song is about our lives. <laughs> oh, Tay Tay. How did you know? <laughs> how did you just get us? I'm just so happy that we discovered that weird. Yeah, I would have never known. I think I just took it for granted, but I'm I'm one of those. That it made sense. Yeah, (laughs) just just took it for granted. granted. Like, and I'm one of those people where with like pop songs, I don't really listen to the lyrics because they don't mean anything anyway. So then I just completely miss it altogether. Right. I'm not a good pop song listener. I mean, case in point. I've just been singing this song for years (laughs) and not being like, wait a minute. I don't really feel like you go around singing Taylor Swift songs. I don't go around. <laughs> oh, do you sit around doing it? <laughs> but is the speed at which you're going. See, the thing is, is I'm singing it so slow that you can't ever hear me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm never gonna recover. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, allergies still. Anyway, um, hey Joy. <laughs> yes. Eighties. 80,000 episodes and I still don't know how to transition. 80-something. Typically, Marcus or whoever, Carmen, will be like, what episode is this? And we just make up a number. Yeah. Um, Clementine, if you ask her for a number, she says 100,060-41. That's like her number. Okay. She'll tell you, I love you, 100,060-41. Or like... I that that I love that food one thousand sixty one hundred thousand sixty forty one. That's like so the like, number. For God, his number of wholeness was seven. Yeah. For, Cle- for Clementine. One hundred thousand sixty forty one. I don't know where that came from, but it's just like her she says it at least I mean at least once a day in reference to something that doesn't make any sense. She also doesn't know like <laughs> she doesn't understand time yet. So, right. So like We'll be like, okay, you have 10 minutes to finish your dinner before we have to go. Well, and, and she thinks of 10 and 
that number. Yeah. What is it? 100,000, Yeah. They're like the same. They're yeah. a lot. She'll be like, oh, I can't eat it in 10 minutes. Or we'll be like, okay, you have two hours to finish your dinner before we have to go. And she's same reaction. <laughs> she doesn't have any like concept of the right. difference between 10 minutes and two hours. Right. So it's all just like. <gasps> right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So just bless her little heart. Yeah. She told me yesterday we we're in the car and she goes, mom. I'm watching you like a peacock. <laughs> oh. Are they known for their watching? No. I think she heard someone say, I'm watching you like a hawk. Okay. But like misheard. And now she's telling people that she watches them like a peacock. <laughs> but you know, they do have like, like their feathers look like eyeballs. Right. So. Just like kind of there's watching that. you. Yeah. With their feathers. Just like slightly. Slightly watching. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. um, So... I almost said by request. <laughs> this is not by request. This <laughs> no. is by my request right. that we talk about repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a doctrine of repentance that <sighs> repent. Um, when you read it, like in the New Testament, it's like it's not. It's like a part of a sentence that the focus is always on, like that other part of the sentence that it's in. Right. So, like in Matthew four, when Jesus says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand right most people are going to like talk about well what does it mean that the kingdom of heaven is at hand um and the concept of repentance i think just gets so conflated sometimes with um confession or apology or uh regeneration or all these other things and so i was just like hey joy i see a lot of people talking about repentance lately and I'm not really sure. You keep saying that word, but I don't know if you know what it means. Right. Right. <laughs> but so we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but tell me what you were just telling me before we started recording, because I think that there's no better way to start the conversation. OK. So I think um, so I guess what we'll do is start. Hmm. Inward. I'm hmm. trying to think of inward so repentance regarding you someone doing something to you that requires repentance repentance. okay so we'll start there and we'll move to yeah what if you Mm -hmm. do something i mean this the same principles apply yes but so um one of my favorite sermons that i've ever heard was given when i was living in illinois and it was just very simple um, and it was about um, sin against you and how to deal with it, confrontation mm-hmm. or whatever. But basically it was about like relationships yeah. within the body. How is the Christian to react to something done wrongly towards them? <clears throat> so um, the very first question that you're supposed to ask yourself Mm-hmm. is um, has this person, how has this person sinned against you? Or have they sinned against you? Okay. So you find yourself in a situation where there's some kind of disunity, problem, lack Someone of Someone says something, does something. Yeah. You're saying the first thing to ask yourself is what? Is how have they sinned against me how? or have they? How or have. Okay. Yeah. 
Those are good so questions. It's a good place to start because I think sometimes if someone annoys us, we automatically feel as though it's a sin done against us. Because right. How dare someone annoy me? Right. And then you can rescind, you can sin in retaliation by then treating someone who hasn't sinned against you as if they have sinned against you. Right. Yes. So the point is, is that you, it, and honestly, this first question, the fact that we started here was great for me. It was something, I mean, this was years ago at this point. Yeah. But um, it makes sense that as someone who is discerning and people who are supposed to be self-controlled. Yeah. That we would even, that we would look past our feelings in that moment. Stop and, and think. say, well, like, did this person really sin against me? Have right. you done anything wrong? Right. Um, and then essentially your options are, so if they, if you can establish that they have done something to you, mm-hmm. then your options are to forgive or to forbear. Right. So um, you can um, confront mm-hmm. someone um, or, so basically the two questions you would want to ask are, can you maintain your holiness without confronting them? So is it going to cause you to sin? Is it going to cause resentment? Is it going to cause bitterness? Um, should, then you should confront them if the answer is yes. Right. Um, would it be unloving to not confront them? Are they doing something that's sinful? Right. And they need to be confronted, confronted so right. that they can be sanctified. Correct. Um, but the, the big thing is that um, the big thing in this sermon for me too was uh, can you get over it? Yeah. What a great question. Like can, so you can confront them or you can let your love cover that. Right. You can say, you know what? That really wasn't that mm-hmm. big of a deal. It was mm-hmm. a one-time thing. I don't think they meant it that way. Whatever your reasoning is. Yeah. There is, there are, scripture tells us that we should forgive. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us that we should repent. Yes. And so I know we said we're doing this about repentance and my thing is more about forgiveness, but those two things. They are related. Are related. Sure. Yep. Um, Cause forgiveness can be the result of repentance. repentance. Mm-hmm. So they really are. And someone else's forbearance with you, like God's kindness leads men to repentance, right? Right. So seeing someone else, seeing someone else's slow slowness to anger with you can be something that leads you to repentance. Right. So that, yeah, that's a really important connection. Right. Well, and, or if you aren't aware of it as a sin, if someone confronts you, mm-hmm. then it allows repent. Yeah. It allows you to repent. And I would say that's also a kindness. Right. Like if yeah. someone, if you're not aware of something you're doing that's sinful and then you are confronted with it, that that's a kindness to you. Right. The thing that I loved about this sort of, I don't want it to make, make it sound clinical. And obviously I haven't, we haven't shared any scriptures yet, but yeah, this sermon was accompanied (laughs) um, by scriptures. But what I appreciated is that it was um, not emotion led. Okay. It was like, okay, someone's done something wrong to you. Yeah. Did they really do something wrong to you? Yeah. What a great question. Right. right. <laughs> and so, and it's a, it's a crazy thing, but we, I don't think we 
think that thought yeah often enough no we we go with our emotions we're personally offended by something right. and it's so easy to fall into the trap of just staying annoyed and like right. in that moment you're the one sinning right you're not loving especially if that person really hasn't sinned right. against you yes um you can find yourself yep. in a situation where you are the only one sinning yeah when you're when you have resentment yeah for a a brother or sister so it's funny i'll i'll get personal for a second because it's funny that you're talking about this you're saying like okay it sounds a little clinical right. like okay this step and this step and this step i think sometimes in order to get into a good habit you might need to know okay right. this is what i do first this is whatever but like literally yesterday this happened to me where my husband did something and my immediate reaction and i'm like this is so important i think in all personal relationships friends Husband, wives, with your kids. I mean, with your kids. Oh, my goodness. Right. Um, my husband did something that annoyed me. My immediate reaction was to be annoyed. And, like, I stopped because I was like, this could go somewhere I don't want it to go. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? He wasn't sinning. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He wasn't trying to offend me or hurt me in any way right. and literally nothing that is annoying me right now is sin against me or against God or against anyone like what's my deal and I like really had to stop and think like okay do I want to have a bad attitude and be angry over this thing that was not harmful to anybody was not a sin right like is that really how I want to go about the rest of my evening and I was like I really don't like I really need to get over that right and I need to not hold something against my husband and my brother in the Lord when there's literally nothing to hold against right. him if you're if there's no if no one has um, if you are not the victim of sin yeah then there's, there's no restitution to, yeah. to be made because yeah. There, you know, like, so in this situation where you're deciding if you need to confront someone, mm -hmm. the answer is no, because there's no offense. Right. There's now, no offense. Yeah. Now, I could have approached him and been like, these are my feelings. This is what I'm dealing with. Right. And, and and that's fine. And yeah, and that's fine. And maybe if I had had sinned against him by deciding to be bitter or resentful right. or whatever, then it would have come to the point where I would have needed to have asked for an apology for holding something against him right. when there was nothing right. to hold against well, him. Well, and the point, so the point of these que these questions, the point of that question specifically, um, how have they sinned against me? Have they sinned against me? Is not to remove all legitimate emotions. If the answer to that question is yes, it, these are not like a list of clinical questions to just make you get over it. Yeah, it's if the if the answer to that is yes, they have sinned against me. You move on to do I need to confront them or can right. I just love them and get over it? Can I can I forbear it? Right. Yeah. Um, and so then, of course, you take into account your own personal holiness and then the holiness of the person yeah. that you would need to confront. And I think it's important to remember that th this has to be a balanced. This has to be a balanced view because. Obviously, neither one of us are advocating that every time you're sinned against, the most loving thing to do is to just forbear it and no. bury it. That's and not that's what, what I mean. Saying. Like these questions, even though we've described them as like a protocol, yeah, they are not without 
emotion. Yeah. The answer to these questions can be yes or no. Right. So sometimes the most loving thing you can do is not going to be forbearing that. Right. The The Bible does teach that love covers a multitude of sins, that we are to be patient and long-suffering and <clears throat> grace, being graceful to other people, treating them as more than ourselves. So all of that is true. While also at the same time, it's true that sometimes the most loving thing you can do is to confront right. a person. So it's going to be situational. It's right. These but, are not pointed questions. There is right. no right answer. <laughs> it is com- completely dependent on the situation. Right. Um, so that being said, yeah, just some things to think about. If you've I've, been sinned against or right. not. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think just in view of our current culture yeah which is that we don't i i mean i don't do it enough i can speak for myself but i would say even as a society we don't stop to say how did they sin against me is this a wrong that needs to be righted we don't we allow the the culture the current culture allows emotion to just blood over them yeah and it and it doesn't even occur yeah to this current culture to ask, yeah, was I actually wrong? Was I actually sinned against? Because right. you can't repent of not sinning. Right. If there's no <laughs> offense, then you're not required right. to repent. And you're not, right. you're not, you don't get to, you don't even, uh, forgiveness is not like this little thing that we hold on to. And then when someone has met right. our standard, we right. may give forgiveness. It is. It is not... It is emotional, but it's not meant to be emotion-led. Right. If yeah. that makes sense. Yes. Yes. So I love what Spurgeon says about repentance. He says that repentance is a discovery of the evil of sin, a mourning that we have committed it, a resolution to forsake it. It is, in fact, a change of mind of a very deep and practical character, which makes the man love what he once hated and hate what he once loved. And so um, I'm totally going to mess this up, but I thought this was so fascinating. The meaning of the Greek word behind the English word repent is meta. I'm going to mess this up. Okay. Metaneo? Metanoio. Meta something. Sorry, Dr. White. No. I I could have asked you, but I didn't. Um, (laughs) We know. So it has two parts, the meta and the neo. Anytime we do anything Greek. I know. Here, I'm always like, oh, gosh. I know. I can feel your dad's I'm eyes. Not, like... I'm not even sure if he listens anymore. TBH. <laughs> so anyway, there's two parts to the word. The second part refers to the mind and its thoughts and perceptions and purposes. And the first part, meta, is a prefix that regularly means movement or change. So the right. basic meaning of that Greek word is to experience a change of the mind's perceptions dispositions and purposes so okay there's a very dry definition for you what does that mean (laughs) um so i think that this is really powerful um in the book of matthew the first recorded word we have of jesus's ministry is repent right repent comma for the kingdom of heaven is at hand right and that's matthew 4 17 and so um, I think repent. it's important to say that repentance is not an apology. Apologies are apologies. Right. Um, confession of sin 
is not repentance. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it. And confessing your sin often includes an apology. Um, and the beginning of true repentance is often marked by a confession of sin. Right. So we right. see how these things are tied yes. together. Many things are related yes. to um, repentance when it's required. Right. Yes. And All then that. you have um, the repentance unto faith that you're granted by God. So we have the original repentance that we're granted when we become believers. And then we have ongoing repentance that we have to do for the rest of our lives because we're still sinners. Right. Um, so when Jesus said after his resurrection, this is important. Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. And that's in Luke 24. So we see that repentance and forgiveness, Jesus very clearly links them there. And repentance is something that has to be proclaimed. Um, and so repentance is a call to all nations, which I think is a really big deal because right. in our in our very postmodern worldview, um, repentance is Repentance is the opposite of what we're taught to believe because essentially whatever you think, whatever you want, that's all true and good. But the truth right. is, is that Jesus, his call to all the nations is y'all need to repent. Right. Well, and then, yeah, of course we have this. So repentance in and of itself basically involves the act of turning. Yes. A new way. Yes. <laughs> a completely and that new is way. not preached. Yeah in our in our society um yeah you don't you are perfect the way you are and you don't need to go a new way (laughs) right you're doing just fine yes yeah and um i think it's really important to note that repentance is a gift that's granted to us Mm -hmm. um so really cool story i don't know if i've told you about this but um this is something that happened in sunday school when i was a kid that i'll just never forget (laughs) um so i think i was in fourth or fifth grade and um, our my our Sunday school teacher Mike Porter, he um he put three words on the board, and they were faith, regeneration, and repentance. And he said, "Put these in the order that they go." And all of us put them in the wrong order. We all put them in an Armenian soteriological <laughs> okay. order. Okay. Um, and we said it was. Uh, faith. Once you have faith, then you're regenerated mm-hmm. and then you can repent, essentially. Um, the soteriological order that you find in scripture. <laughs> um, and this could be... Mm, uh, this could be disputed. And I don't really want to get into it. But the point was, um, essentially, that you have to have... Because repentance is something that like only God can change your heart, right? right? So it's it's God that takes out the heart of stone mm-hmm. and puts in a heart of flesh. And so um, repentance and faith are a gift from God. They're not something that you can stir up within yourself. Right. So I think it's important to note that uh, I think it's Second Timothy 2, um, talks about this command that we need to rend our hearts and ask God to grant us true repentance. And um, in Joel 2, 
the Lord, the Lord God says um, that you need to return to him with all of your heart. And he includes uh, fasting, weeping, and mourning. And he says, rend your heart, not your garments. Saying that this, right. this true mm-hmm. repentance that you need to do, it's not going to be an outward repentance. Right. I mean, it's going to be a repentance that starts with the heart. And obviously the fruit of that will show outwardly. But he his concern was much more with a radical heart change than it was with um something outward happening right and so i think that's a really important conversation especially with what's going on around us in terms of okay well what is repentance and what does it look like if it's a radical heart change then yes you're going to see the fruit on the outside but does repentance have to take place on the street corner for everybody to see right um do you have to you know, public sins, I think, should be repented of publicly. Um, but is your repentance something that you're doing to bring glory to God? And is it a radical heart change? Um, are you approaching your repentance with humility? Um, or well, are I you think, tearing your garments? Well, and I think that a part of where, like, my commentary on it comes in is are you... Um, playing the repentance police. Yeah. Oh, like, are yeah. there... So that's where my list of questions comes in. Yeah. Because I think that is something that we all do mm-hmm. and have done. Yes. I have no doubt in my mind oh, that that yeah. is just something of our time. <laughs> yes. But we get it into our head that we can decide when someone needs to repent. Yeah. Um, and that's why I shared... Mm-hmm. that's why I shared what I shared earlier. That's right. Um, because we need to, a good place to start Yep, would be to um, really determine what requires repentance and forgiveness yep. from people. Yeah. And I think it's really important to know that um, repentance is necessary and repentance is taken so seriously because God takes sin seriously. So repentance isn't just this thing that you do for yourself or other relationships. Repentance is required before a holy God. Right. Um, Sin is so ugly and so horrible that it's not something that we can take lightly. And so repentance can't be taken lightly either. No. And so a lot of times, um, this is something I'm seeing a lot of, and it's something that I'm... I have been convicted of before in my own life is that you'll want peace. You want peace with other people. You don't want to be in conflict all the time. So you'll give kind of this like vague apology. And I I hate when I do this. I work so hard not to do this. I've been so guilty of this before. I hate like vague apologies where you're not really confessing a sin. Like maybe you're confessing something that someone else doesn't really like. Right. Um, really for, for me in my life was a matter of my own pride. Like I just didn't want to argue anymore. I didn't want there to be any conflict anymore. I just wanted it to be over. So I'd pay some lip service to like, okay, well, I'm sorry that, you know, da, 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 blah, blah. let's move right. on. Sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really honestly just being a stiff necked prideful person. 
hey, you know, and it could be, hey, look at me, like I'm so whatever. I'm sorry this happened. Let's be good. I'm taking the high road. Right. Or it could be um, a lack of. I mean, obviously, I would say vague repentance is a lack of true repentance because when when scripture talks about repentance, it's in really serious terms. It's like tear your clothes fast, rend your hearts open. It is serious, dirty, painful work um, that requires radical change. And we're all running around like, I need to repent for this kind of thing, things that happen. And it's like, what? Wait, what do you... What, right. How is that? How does that model the repentance that we're commanded to do in Scripture? If that makes it's sense, not. it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the answer is that it doesn't. Yeah. Um. So, my my concern is that I think we're coming up against two major problems in kind of the evangelical consciousness which is we have the more kind of left-leaning types who don't really talk about repentance because in order to talk about repentance you have to name what you're repenting from which is sin which is not super fun to talk about it's not seeker sensitive it's not easy believism you're not going to hear it in the worship songs right um And so there's not a whole lot of discussion of repentance. I've talked to kind of people in that stream where I ask them, you know, well, what, who is Jesus to you? And they list all these things, but they never listed savior. And I was like, well, is Jesus your savior? And they were like, no. And I was like, so why is he not your savior? And they're like, well, there's nothing he has to save me from. There's a lack of a discussion of sin, yeah, of sin there's there. There's a disconnect. Yeah. And that so basically if it were ter- true would make the death of Christ unnecessary. Right. Completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um and so you can't have a discussion of repentance when no one has sin that they have to repent from. Right. And then I think on the opposite end in more conservative circles what we're running into now is all this repentance everywhere for I don't even know what right for a lack of understanding. I don't know where that's ever listed as a sin um, for a lack of empathy. I don't know where that's ever listed as a sin. Who gets to decide what understanding is? Who gets to decide what empathy is? Who gets, right. Who's the judge of the person? What, right. Exactly. The, the person who's it. deemed themselves wrong, which is why we wanted to start this whole conversation, conversation right. out with, like you have to, before any before confession, forgiveness, repentance can happen, there has to be an offense. Yeah, a very if, clear offense. Right. If there is no offense, there is none of those things yeah are necessary in right. that right in the realm of that offense. Right. You know. And we need to remember that God takes sin seriously. You're sinning Number one, in every second that you sin is first and foremost a sin against God. Right. And we see David confessing that in the Psalms where he's saying against you and you only have I sinned. That doesn't mean that he never sinned against anyone else. What he's saying is that when you sin, you are committing cosmic treason. Right. Your sin is first and foremost always the biggest problem because it's a problem with God. 
Um, and so when we make it kind of this, when we set ourselves up as, well, if someone's sinned against me, I feel that someone's sinned against me, that's the biggest deal that there can possibly be, right. then you are dethroning God, putting yourself on the throne and saying that my perceived offense, my standard of right. you didn't meet this standard of empathy, you didn't meet this standard of understanding, you didn't give this much money to this cause. None of right. these things are listed as sins in scripture. What you're saying is that your feelings of offense are the most offense that that is cosmic right. treason. Right. Well, and so that's all by the standard of self, self, human beings. Um, and so it it absolutely makes sense that the retribution, the consequence, the means of repentance is also based off of that standard. And so if humans are creating the standard of how we are to repent, it's it looks You're really, in trouble. <laughs> yes. Because, You're in trouble. So the thing is, is I like just consider consider um the um, if you were to consider the the worst offense that's been done to you something that's legitimate something mm -hmm. that's bad something that hurt or it really was damaging or it really was a crime done against you um what is the payback that you would like to see right um is it appropriate mm -hmm. as a human Mm -hmm. to maintain the need mm -hmm. for your own personal standard of punishment yeah. to be met. Yeah. Um, we do this a lot. We, we don't, um, we don't want to forgive someone or accept their repentance and we will continue to demand it more until we more feel as more. though they have sufficiently atoned right. for it. What you're looking for, if you can never, if 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 no matter what you cannot accept someone mm -hmm. saying sorry mm -hmm. if you cannot accept an a confession if you can't give forgiveness if you can't hear someone's repentance towards you then you're looking for a blood payment yeah and it's already yep. been done right um if you are two people in Christ yep and you think that you get to say who gets punished and how for the wrong you've perceived and how much you are playing god yeah and you are going to play god in a very unsuccessful human way yeah which is that you will be you will look for vengeance you mm -hmm. will seek atonement for the rest of your life because without god that is how we would have to atone correct without god we would just it would just be like oh well what do you think i should do to say sorry it would be oh i don't know just say sorry forever every yeah. time we see each other constant atonement the, that is the kind of stuff that we like right. we like when someone wrongs us we like to know that they are just constantly feeling bad but that is not the standard right that's not the standard right in matthew 18 it says if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he yep. listens to you you have gained a brother if he doesn't, so, and then it goes on from there. If he doesn't listen to you, take one or two others along with you um, so that they can provide evidence. Then you take him to the church. Yeah. You know, um, there is a protocol for when someone needs to be confronted. And then that confrontation, hopefully, God willing, will lead to repentance. Yeah. But God sets that for us. We don't set it for ourselves. 
And as a human who has yearned for my own personal atonement, <laughs> yep, like it, it's not it. You will get into some very very hairy territory. Yes. Um, and it's all very subjective and doesn't actually make anything yes. whole. Yes. Again. Yes. And um, it's interesting to think about. So sometimes in scripture, we have examples of national repentance being quite required. Right. So our, the call of scripture is that all nations must repent. I believe our nation needs to repent um, of the murder of the unborn. Right. I mean, we have a lot of blood on our hands. And then, um, you know, but then also in Deuteronomy 24, we it says fathers shall not be put to death for their sons, nor, nor shall sons be put to death for their fathers. Everyone shall be put to death for his own sin. Um but in the same book, you also have uh, in Deuteronomy 5, it says, I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Um, so it, it's OK. So so in terms of conversations of national sins and national repentance, um, so the the visitation of the father's sins on the children is not a simple punishment of innocent children for what the fathers did. The children themselves in these texts are also a part of that sin cycle. The children are always thought of as sinful and rebellious because the father's sin, I mean, sin trickles, right. sin trickles down yeah, but in these descriptions. Um, so it's, it's, it's speaking to the incredible effect that the father's, parents have on their children um and so but this shouldn't make us feel like essentially fathers can be held accountable for their children's sin that's like what we see children are never held accountable for their father's sin so it's important for us to remember that that right. children are not held accountable for their parents sin um, and I think we see that with Jesus and the blind men when the Pharisees came and asked uh, who sinned this person or their father or their, yeah, her, his father. Sorry, mm -hmm. totally misquoted that. You get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all get one per episode, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus like rebuked them. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so this kind of idea of, well, if something has come upon you, then it must be the sins of your fathers right. is actually repudiated in scripture. Um, and so, and also no one who has a child who, you know, I would like to say goes bad, um, should feel like it's your fault because as I read that verse before, you're held accountable for your own sin. And then in Ezekiel 18, we have, um, the verse that says the father will not bear the punishment for his son's iniquity. So the focus is really on personal responsibility. And in all of these, Versus, yes, nations were judged as a whole um, at times, but in those times, it was the entire nation that had gone away. Right. And when we're talking about the nation of Israel, we're talking about God's people. Well, now in the New Testament, now we're not just dealing with a specific people nation. We're dealing with specific people, a.k.a. believers. Right. And so 
I cannot be held accountable for my father's sin and my father's not going to be held accountable for my sin. That's not how right. it works. Well, and you should... All that to say, I can't repent for something my dad did. Right. Well, and you should be careful. It's important to remember who you are asking. I'm not going to say this right. I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. And then it just like all escapes my head. Um, If you are asking, so nations were called to repentance. Yes. Still are called. To God. To God. Correct. To God. Yes. Um, that is a big that's point a, that I want to make. That's a good point. To yeah, God. Yeah. Yes. Um, there is not, I, I, I don't see um, nations repenting to their nation. Correct. Yes. No, that's very true. Repentance and heart change. Repentance is a gift from God. Um, repentance is a repudiating of sin. Sin is always first and foremost against God. Among believers, we can ask for forgiveness, but other believers can't grant you repentance. Right. It's something that has to be worked out between you and God. Right. Yeah. So if, if you are a person that is demanding someone's repentance to God, then you... Don't understand repentance. Well, or you should at least be considering the questions... The, you should consider the question. Sinned? Yeah, you should consider the question. Can they maintain holiness without you confronting them? Yeah. If they need to repent for something. Yeah. Is it for their good or is it for you? Yeah. Is it because you want them to repent? Right. Because there isn't. That's that's not really how it works. Even I've been in positions where, um, you know, someone has sinned against me and mm-hmm. we've reconciled. But there was really no. I don't know what the situation between them and God is like. Right. And it is not my job to police that police their repentance. Yeah. Um, that's something that goes on. Yeah. Between them and God. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree 100%. So that's it. That's all I got. Hopefully we said some good things. I hope that that's encouraging. And I mean, in our personal lives, I mean, oh my goodness, as a mom, um, I just think in all of whether or not you're a mom, but you're in relationship with people up close with people you live in in your home. And there are just, we're all such, we're all such horrible sinners. There's so much occasion for sin to just to be in your face all the time. Right. Um, and it is a really good and healthy thing to ask yourself, am I being sinned against? Right. Um, and do I forbear it or do I confront it? Right. And is this going to be benef- more beneficial for this person if it's confronted or um, if it's forbeared? And l- like we already said, it really depends on the situation. Right. You, there's no black and white answer. But well, we're given a way to do it. Yeah. We're given a way to go to someone yeah. to confront them and encourage their repentance. But we're also in, um, in Colossians 3, we're also called... Um, Well, so here, I'll just read it. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must all, you also must forgive. Yes. Um, So those, so we have our protocol for if someone does need to be confronted. Mm -hmm. So you know how to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Um, and then you also know that the actions to take before, mm-hmm. um, you you don't need to, don't rely on your own feelings of being wronged or being annoyed that does not equal, you're not God. Right. You don't get to be the arbiter of what is sin right. and what is not. Right. He gives us a very clear picture of what is sin and what is not. If yep. someone, if the answer is yes, someone is sinning, then we are also given the next steps yep. in Matthew 18. Yes. Um, and then even in Matthew 18, it talks about continued yep. refusal yep. to uh, for repentance. But we're also given in Colossians this, I mean, it's not even just in Colossians or Matthew 18. Right. But we're given um, the whole this command. Right. We're given this command to, it's not this, Colossians 3.12 doesn't say, and just love everyone because God is love. <laughs> it, it infers, it says bearing with one another. Right. It is implied that someone is going to annoy you. There's going to be stuff you're going to have to bear. Right. You <laughs> And you will need to, regardless of whether you want to or not, have to approach someone with a compassionate heart, with humility, with meekness. Um, and mm-hmm. you will have to deal with people. So putting on your God hat... Mm-hmm. And being like, well, here's my will. Here's how you <laughs> repent. Yes. That's not God's revealed will right. for how forgiveness, confession, or repentance works. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else. I just hope that that's encouraging. Um, I hope it's encouraging. I hope that um, we can all stop trying to push each other to repent for something vague and that we can take uh, sin seriously enough that um, we follow the biblical example of how repent right. of what repentance is and how it should be right. done. Yeah, I think that we could all do well to just remember that um, sin is first and foremost against committed God. against God. That's right. Um, and we are not God. That's right. When it comes to, I mean, we're not in general, but specifically when it comes to confession or forgiveness or repentance. That's right. Let's just keep him where. Where he belongs. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, That's it. Do we have a feminist of the week? I don't have one. I don't think. I don't even have one. You guys find your own. I had one. I had one, but the article got like my computer ran out of battery and what? turned off and <laughs> okay. I just lost the article. <laughs> I was like, your computer didn't want the article anymore? It was like, no. This is so bad. This is so <laughs> feministy. I cannot. Um, you can call us and leave us a voicemail. We're going to answer some voicemails soon because we have a lot, by the way. Oh, have yeah. you heard any of them re- recently? Y'all are crazy. Not super recently. Y'all are crazy and really cute, but we have some really great voicemails. I do like the voicemails. Uh, our voicemail number is 404. <laughs> so the thing is, is you forget it every time. I just haven't ever committed it to memory. Four. So you look at me like, come on, help me out. And I'm like, and it's like this big joke that we never remember, but I never knew it. So you really are the better of the two of us. I got this. 404 and I think that's right, but there's like also a fifty percent chance. Listen, a part of the fun <laughs> of calling Sheologians is that it you might not it might get Sheologians. It might not be us. 
part of the it's greatness of, of our show fun. is how not great it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Part of the togetherness of my life is how not together I have it. Yeah. None of us are memorizing phone numbers anymore. No, who does Let's that? Let's face it. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but. <laughs> you know what's really bad is that I'll get people's phone numbers and they'll text me or it'll be like a new person or it'll be like someone I literally have to talk to every week uh-huh. and I'll never take the time to save the number. <laughs> and so, so every time, every once in a while you get a text <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah, it'll be like, hey, do you want to da-da-da-da? And I'm like, who is? And then you have to use the context clues to be like, this must be this person. Yeah. But then you're like, yeah. what if it's not this person? It's so bad. Like, I just don't like creating new contacts. Like, I just don't. And that's why I'll message people through other messaging apps. So I don't actually have to have their right. phone number, which is just horrible of me. But one time my husband was like, who are you texting? Because he just saw that it was just a number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and it was like literally one of my closest friends <laughs> and he was like why you don't, don't you say why haven't you ever saved our number i was like who has time for that <laughs> i don't have time for that <laughs> oh gosh so... i don't have time for that thing that... <laughs> i mean takes... no can i just share okay this is not theological yeah. at all great but so i read this article about um this girl that did this like 60 second challenge and the for a week. And the idea is that if you think, oh, I need to do that, just as you move throughout your day, you think, oh, dang it, I really need to do that. If it takes you less than 60 seconds, you just do it right then. What in the world takes less than 60 seconds? Almost everything. <laughs> Name one thing. Putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Washing the dishes. Way more than 60 throwing seconds. Throwing clothes in the... Throwing clothes in the washing machine. Oh. Like the idea, it doesn't have to be like, obviously it would, it would go against the efficiency of it to set a timer every <laughs> single time <laughs> that you do it. Yeah. But the point is, is like, right. If it's quick to do, just, just do, do it. it as soon as you think of it. And that's yeah. the challenge. Like do that for a certain amount of time. How did it work out for her in the end? She said, my apartment's been a lot cleaner. Okay. Um, And she just felt like, like she had gotten a lot done. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So I read once that something about like, it was a really interesting kind of psychology type idea where like you only have so much will to exert throughout the day. And like, right. So the things that are, the- by the time you get to the end of the day, you're tired of making like those positive, Choices. choices because you've been doing it all day right so like at the end of the day your your will to exert yourself is gonna it decreases over time and so it was saying like that you need to do the things that are going to take the most will the things that you don't want to do do them first things so you get them out of the way because then it also creates a situation where you're spending the majority of your day instead of dreading this task that you don't want to do. It's just done. It's just done. And now you're doing tasks that really don't bother you that much or maybe even tasks that you enjoy. Imagine that. Right. Um, and I tried that for a while and it really was helpful. But yeah. now, like, I don't even have the will to exert to do that. <laughs> The first thing I'm going to do every day is get up and decide what the worst thing I do every day is. 
Yeah. So I just got so funny. My husband was like, uh, we would just be, this was before we got married. We'd be talking and he'd be like, weren't you supposed to do X, Y, and Z today? And it was like this really big thing. I'd just Mm -hmm. forgotten. And he's like, why don't you ever, I'm the most forgetful person. He's like, why don't you ever write things down? I really think you could benefit from a planner. And I was like, I don't have time for a planner. I don't even save contacts on my phone. (laughs) And he was like, no, seriously, you need to get a planner. I just think it'd be really helpful. And like then the next day I'd forget something and he'd be like, you know what you wouldn't have forgotten if you had a planner. Right. <laughs> this, oh, you know what's really weird sometimes <laughs> if you write things down in this thing, like a calendar. So now it. I have a planner. I have Sheologian stickers all over it mm-hmm. and it has like cacti and pizza. And I just thought it was very us because, you know, we love cacti and pizza and stuff. Right. And um I actually really love it. Like I carry it around with me and um, I don't really I know. usually write stuff down in it. But, like I feel. You like having it. <laughs> feel more planned. So if you're not, if you feel like you didn't get a lot done this week, <laughs> just, buy, just a buy a planner. You'll feel You'll more organized. Feel organized. So yeah. And this has been the how to be productive hour with right. <laughs> Joy Summer yeah. where we talked about Try it out. Let us know what you think on our voicemail, which I don't know. 404-475-0475. Boom. And check us out on patreon.com slash sheologians. We're doing Patreon only yes. content. We're doing a Q&A. Yes. Um, that will, will it be out by the time they're here? Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Um, but anyway, there is stuff on the Patreon page that you will not be able to see. Yes. Unless you partner with us. And you can do that for five or six bucks a month. Right. Easy and the more peasy. partnering we have, the more things we can do. And that's right. It's just all good. And you can be a part of our next Q&A if you want that. I mean, I don't know if you want that or not, but you probably want that. It was really fun. Anyway, guys. I know. Yeah. That's it. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. I think you only live to see the lights uptown I wasted my time when I would try, try, try Cause when the lights have lost their glow you cry, cry, cry